our uh, summer of, of missionaries returning to Sallerton continues, and we are delighted this morning to have Betsy Stolzfus, who has ministered in Spain for 20 years. Is that right? 20 years, and we have had the privilege of supporting her for 20 years. Betsy grew up in this church, and, and I've been a friend with Betsy since we've, we've been much younger than we are now. Um, so, so, it's a long time. It's a long time. Normally, when, when missionaries come to Satterton, they stay right over here in the Halstead House, and because we've been blessed to, to minister to the um, uh, Grace and Josiah Abbas family, the, the, the West took Betsy in, and normally we would uh, stock the shelves with all kinds of food items and, and supplies in the house. Uh, this time, though, we put the call out to you folks, the, the World Focus team put the call out to you folks, and you guys gave... Um, uh, Gift cards. <laughs> gift cards. Um, some Wawa gift cards, some, some gas cards, some general gift cards. So we want to present this Betsy to you as a thank you, and, and hopefully you can spend that as you're nearing the end of your time with us. But, but God bless you as you share uh, what God's doing in Spain. Thank you very much. Um, it's really good to be here again. It's been a while. It's good to look out and see some familiar faces. And um, for any of you who would like to have coffee or something, we can maybe fit that in before September 9th. Um, as Scott has mentioned, um, I've been in Spain for uh, 20 years now, and it's really been, um, since I was back on a more extended time, it's been four years. I'm currently serving on a team of three in Cáceres, Spain, which is uh, near the Portugal border and is a city of like 100,000 people. And one of the ways um, that we, well, a thing that I dedicate a lot of my time to is called English Connect, which is our language school that we have, are entering our eighth year um, in that. Uh, Currently, I have two other teammates on the field with me, two of my teammates that have been really my partners in the, in the language school have been stateside. Some of you may have read that they lost their daughter in February to a car accident, and you can keep in mind um, Tim and Paula and their family as they are going through this hard time. Okay, I have something for you. Eat. Pray and love. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Anybody here like to eat? Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> I, I, I don't know very many people that don't like to eat. Um, as my teammates and I uh, this past year have been thinking through like how to summarize our ministry because they do help with the language school, but that's not their main focus. They each have a little different focuses there in, in Gatares. Um, we summed it up this way, eat, pray, and love. Um, because as we talked, we're like, that's what we do. And um, as Jesus ate with people, that is like the best way that you can get to know people and get an update on their lives, what's going on, have a coffee with them, um, that is just something that is very ingrained in Spanish culture. People are always open to go and have a snack and a drink somewhere 
it's very easy to do, and that's um, that characterizes a lot of um, what we do as we seek to build relationships there. Um, this past year, just a little quick story, um, we've had, as you can well imagine, we've had lots of ups and downs with restrictions, less restrictions, restrictions, you know, with the whole COVID thing, but um, we were under, undergoing a, another period of stricter restrictions in January, and four of us decided um, to get together in our houses, to rotate houses, and to try to help local businesses we were able to order out because they, local businesses, local restaurants and things like that were not able to open. So the four of us would get together because that was the maximum that we were allowed in our houses at the time, and we would eat together um, and we just sort of made it a once a week thing that we did. And um, three of us are believers, one of them is in the process, I guess. Um, but he, it came as we continued to do this, even after restrictions started to lift, um, he, he commented to his good friend who was part of the four, um, that he would like to start reading in the Old Testament. So, in May, um, we started meeting once a week, having our once a week dinner together, but also reading the Old Testament together. And basically, we read a passage, and then we eat, and as we eat, we talk about the passage together. And so, um, that's just one way that God is moving, and that God has um, moved even through these times of of challenge uh, with the pandemic. So uh, if you wanna pray, just pray for uh, that guy to really come to an understanding of personal relationship with um, God. And then prayer, eat, pray, okay? Pray, how many of you find it easy to pray? I'm, I'm sure there are some prayer warriors here. And um, I just want to thank you again for all the prayers that go up. Uh, I know that that really sustains me over there. And, um, but prayer is super key. And uh, in terms of expressing our dependence on God and in terms of just really asking God to break down barriers so that people can see Christ. Um, so as we we have emphasized that as a small team this year this past year especially that has been an emphasis we read a book on prayer together but uh, and we try to tell each other when we have meetings that are coming up um, with other people that are friends that we know and things like that so that we can pray for each other and uh, as i was reading through the gospels reading the parable the sower jesus was explaining to his disciples about um, the parable of the sower in Matthew 13 and the version that I read really caught my attention um, in how I should be praying for people that I know that don't know the Lord yet and this is what Jesus said to those who are open to my teaching more understanding will be given and so my prayers have shifted in like Lord please help um, these people that I care about 
to really be open to your teaching. Um, I, can I can think of five different ways to explain what the good news is, but if people aren't open to Jesus' teaching, it's not going to go anywhere. And so um, that was a challenge for me this year as well, a shift in how I pray. Um, the last is, is just love. And it's basically Jesus' second commandment, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. Um, looking for ways to practically love people that you are around, um, people that I'm around. One of the ways that we've done that this year, our church has, um, we made cookies and stuff and little packets with a note, an uh, encouraging note and a verse that we gave out to different hospital workers and first responders in this whole pandemic thing. And so that was another way that we could show practically that we care and that we're thinking about these people. And so as you think of Spain and what we're doing, um, I, I would ask for you to just pray that we would continue on this, on this journey that we have of just praying, eat, praying in love. Eat is not hard because we need to do that, right? And it's a daily thing that we do. Praying it can be a little more challenging. Um, but the Lord delights when we express our dependence on him. The Lord delights when um, we are seeking to have his hand move in our lives and, and the lives of other people. So, and then just loving. Just that that this year we would learn to love better. Um, the people that we are, are living among, um, Spain continues to be a culturally Catholic land with, meaning that there's not a lot of people that are practicing um, Catholics and continues to be a land that just doing, living for the day and doing what you want is, primary in a lot of regards and so um, I appreciate you so much standing with us standing with me being part of the team in Spain which you have already been for so many years now and so thank you for just your attention this morning and God bless you guys and your next phase here at Grace Bible and what he's calling you to do and um, just thanks again, and if you want to get in touch with me, ask Scott or call the church office or look at my newsletter. Thank you. This morning is also the ministry report from the Dominican Republic team. Uh, we've been excited to share with you guys our trip, which took place at the end of June. Uh, the team was a, a large team, uh, overall 30 or more people, uh, mostly from Pennsylvania. There were seven of us from Grace Bible Church, but mostly from Pennsylvania, uh, Illinois, uh, crazy people from California. Uh, you would expect that. Um, and then te Texas as well. Uh, today we're joined by some of the, our team, not from our church, but who live here locally. We have Sarah and the Cornwells, uh, give, give them a wave. And we also have uh, Jeff, Sonny, and Irene Sullins, uh, who live next door to, next door to Alan and Jean Keg, 
uh, in Hatfield. So we had some stories about Alan and Gene Keg. They were, they were all, all good stories. Um, we're gonna start with some pictures of our trip and Sharon Widener will narrate those and then a few of our team wants to share what God did in their lives. Okay, good morning. Um, those of you that don't know me, I like to do things behind the scenes, so here I am behind the scenes today. <laughs> so anyway, um, just a quick view of our little trip. This was the first picture we took. Um, obviously the kids were so excited to see blue water and interesting trees and stuff like that. And obviously Dominican Republic is also known for their baseball fields, and they're all over the place. Uh, the first stop was humidity and heat, and then trying to find Wi-Fi to connect to all those to say we got arrived safely. Um, this was the first that picture at the resort, very warm. Uh, this is, um, just blanked out, Mary and Ruben. They're the missionaries that we partnered with while there. Weston and Christine are also there as well. Christine moved literally like the week before um, she joined the team down there. That is Matt Jones using a special microphone to get our attention. Um, he is one of the leaders of Bold Hope, and he was there with a bunch of his group as well. This is Pastor Maydays and Weston during Sunday church. Uh, Weston was able to translate the service for the most part. Um, Pastor Maydays is very close working with the missionaries down there, so we were able to get to places um, that not just normal people would go to. The first trip was Bate 106. Um, this is a bidet that is very well formed. Um, if you don't know what a bidet is, maybe somebody will tell you or you can look it up. Uh, plantation for sugar canes is basically what it is. Uh, they gave us a tour of the facility. Uh, we went to serve to them, but they ended up serving us doing our nails and um, hair and things like that. Lots of girls with braids. Uh, Sheldon was the hit of the party with his balloons. We got the kids lined up to go and do it. Um, but yeah, we just enjoyed some time playing games and just visiting with them, learning about uh, what they're doing there, um, how far they have come. The one thing they do like is music. And when I say music, I say loud, very loud music. We were in a very, I would say, small room and you could not hear the person talking next to you if they were screaming in your ear. Um, it was very interesting, but they love to worship God, and it was a wonderful thing to see. Uh, this is a young girl that closed out the little praise uh, session, I guess you would say, um, singing. She was so sweet. Um, but the kids just, they, they ran to you when they saw you. Um, the first project that we worked on was at Pastor Mayday's church. As you can see, there's lots of rubble. Uh, the idea was to clear the rubble around the building so we could... Um, Part one, clear the rubber out front and do a cement pad out front. And then phase two was later, uh, they will be doing uh, cement pads around for walking. This picture may or may not have been staged. <laughs> Notice the sandals. Uh, but it was very hard work and obviously cement isn't what we're used to. They actually have to sift and make it and literally mix it on the ground and then put in rear barrels um, I have to say one thing. Sheldon was the senior uh, person, I guess you would say, of the trip, and he worked so hard and kept up with the young ones. And it was a blessing, really. Uh, 
Uh, this was after they cleared it out, parts, yeah, putting the cement down, um, and it is done, and now they have a clear and safe entrance to the church. Scott, <laughs> I'm not sure how that got in there. My apologies. Um, uh, one of the uh, yeah, one of the services we did was a VBS at Pastor Mayday's church. Um, we just did some arts and crafts, Bible story, again, lots of loud music. Um, Bible stories which are translated by our translators and they did a wonderful job. They really did. Um, just having some fun. Uh, the next stop was Bete uh, 28. Uh, here was, this is a newer Bete that they're working with. So we just went and played game with them in the field. Um, wiffle ball, soccer, just games, having a good time, introducing God's love to them. Uh, this is a youth center in Las Ramos. Oh, I'm going to totally butcher this. Uh, Las Molos, and Scott can correct me on that later. Um, they were so excited to have us. They had a welcome sign. Um, they did little skits for us and singing. We also did like a VBS there with Bible stories, um, dancing, and having a good old party. Um, crafts and activities as well. And then we move on. Scott, you hijacked this, didn't you? This is driving to one of the batets. Basically, you're surrounded by sugarcane all over the place. You look out and you think it's just fields of stuff, but it's sugarcane. Um, can't really tell, but that is sugarcane about ready to be harvested. It's about six feet tall. Um, these are carts that they harvest them in, uh, usually pulled by some kind of horses or cows or something. And then they're transferred to these train cars, and obviously they're very, very long train cars. Uh, then we went to a batay in uh, Bordeaux, and this is Mary, and she led us on a prayer walk. Um, basically, we just went around to the different families and every once in a while, one of the families would actually request for prayer, and they would fall to their knees, and we would put hands on them, and then we would pray with them. Um, it was very powerful, um, and they are just, they want love, and they want God in their lives. So some of the pictures of that um, potato guy cooling off in the thing. And as you can see, they're literally in like the middle of the sugarcane. Um, at that same day, uh, when the rain comes, it comes hard and a lot, and it floods. Um, I believe it was a couple of the young people had built this walkway from basically the road to the community center by hand. They took each of these stones and made it, and then they made a heart um, just to welcome those that came to help them. The second project was a roof. This is what it looked like before, a little bit dilapidated. Um, we went and we were supposed to be able to um, build the trusses right away and put them up. It didn't go quite as planned, um, but we did get the roof off. The trusses were going up. Obviously, there's nothing level or anything square or plumb. So the first truss going up was very stressful, um, but we get it up and got going. And as you can see, we worked hand in hand, side by side with the Haitians and the Dominicans. That is a picture only a mom would take and then hold her breath very dearly and tight. <laughs> so here we are putting them up. That's the last one. And there is the finished trusses ready for the roof. Um, we unfortunately did not get the roof put on, uh, but we do hope that they got it on shortly thereafter. That is their new community room with a safer, good to go thumbs up. 
Um, a couple of the activities that they did, um, they went to caves, kind of like a modern day crystal cave, I guess, for them. Bunch of it was rehab, so it looked very fancy, and they do different activities inside. That was the group that went there. And they saw a bunch of lizards. Then we had a day at the beach, which was very welcomed after a hot week. Um, it was beautiful, obviously. Nice time. That uh, thing right there in the middle, that water jug, was a lifesaver. It came with us everywhere we went, so we had fresh, clean, cold water to drink. Really? <laughs> Our fearless leader for the week. Um, the boys had fun just throwing literally tennis balls around and catching them, enjoying, uh, relaxing on the beach. The last trip they had, they went to a natural spring. They had unfortunately a long hot walk to get there and then they went down into like a cave type thing and there's the water. Um, they said it's crystal clear and it looks like it's like a foot deep but it was like 30, I don't wanna say, I don't wanna lie, 30 yards, 30 feet, whatever. Um, but it was very chilly and cold they said but it was very refreshing. We learned that Griffin has an uncanny ability of chugging water. <laughs> I don't, honestly, I don't know what it was. I think it was like two point something seconds and the bottle was gone. So I had to document it because I've never seen anything like it before in my life. Um, obviously the younger kids have fun at the pool. We had some chicken fights. This is where we ate most of our meals. Um, we ate packed lunches during the day and morning and dinner we had food there. Um, one of the huts on the hotel that we met under um, that the large one, you could barely see it. That's where we had our meetings, um, craft participation, and signing up. Um, the buses that we were very thankful to be having, so we were air conditioned the whole day after being out in the sun, being able to come back in um, was very nice. Um, I believe that is Ishmael up front in the bus. He literally brought his guitar one day when they had like a inspiration in the bus. Um, it was kind of cool. And he is a wonderful story of what can be. Um, he was an original uh, resident of Pate 106, and he has, quote, graduated, I guess you would say, um, and is living the life as a Dominican and working and doing other things to help other people um, also graduate from the Pate life. That's us all crammed in the bus. And this is one last shot of Reuben, Mary, and Weston. Christine was nowhere to be found. I don't know where she was. Um, but that's the group and a quick glimpse of our trip there. Um, Scott did ask me to share something about how a mother felt about this. Um, I have never gone on a mission trip with children before. So going on a mission trip with my own children was going to be interesting. And I wanted them to explain. Uh, experience it on their own. I didn't want them to experience it on my hip and be with me all the time. Now we had signups every night for the next day. We had morning sessions and afternoon sessions and it was very rare that I was with my kids. So one, that might have been because they didn't want to be near me. Or two, they really wanted to explore and um, have their own experience, which they did. And it was a wonderful, as a mom, um, to be able to watch them grow and just serve with wholeheartedly as well. And the one thing I think everybody in the group would say is one thing we all learned was how to be flexible. Things don't always go as planned um, or any way how we envisioned it. You show up at a location and you're expecting 50 kids and you have 100. It's very chaotic, uh, but it was a wonderful time and God really stretched, I wanna say, all of us in some way. Back to you, Scott.
morning. Uh, my name is Griffin, and I was a member of our Dominican Republic trip. Leading up to the trip, a lot of people asked me if I was nervous, and the honest, honest answer was no. These sort of adventures are always fun for me. Of course, there were some troubles we went through, such as me getting sick the first day, or Lincoln hurting his eye, or Scott. That, that's it, that, it's just, just Scott. <laughs> On our trip, we did all sorts of things. We helped move rocks for the local church, as well as mixing and moving cement to help pave the walkway. We also built roofs, sang songs, played wiffle ball uh, with kids in the village, and I could see how much these small tasks brighten up the days of the people we came to serve. One thing that really stuck out to me was when we attended our church service on Sunday morning. It wasn't like the church services I was used to going to. The room was hot and crowded. We sat on lawn chairs, and the only sort of technology was a speaker for the piano. The people of the church welcomed us with open arms. We met Pastor Mede, the leader of the church. He told us how excited and grateful they all were to have us as guests. During the service, I really saw how well God brings us all together. Even though the people in that room lived much different lives, we all came together to praise God. Despite the worship music being sung in Creole, we still enjoyed it and tried to sing along. Seeing how happy the kids were to see us whenever we visited would make your day. Before you could even walk off the bus, they were running up to you and grabbing your hand or asking for a piggyback ride. When we visited one village called Bate 106, I wasn't feeling very well. One of the kids could see something was wrong, and I was able to tell him through my very iffy high school Spanish that I was feeling sick. He immediately grabbed my hand and took me to where the bathroom was. We were strangers. They had only met us five minutes ago, but they treated us like friends. I really enjoyed our trip, and I'm hopeful that we can return against, again next summer. I learned to appreciate the things I have much more, and I saw God working in many ways. Thank you.
I don't know the potato there. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and we were, I was doing the roof, and I was up on the roof uh, with um, these, the, the people at the um, potatoes aren't Dominican, they're Jamaican, uh, Haitian, because most of them are uh, immigrants that came from Haiti to, were looking for a better life, because Haiti's obviously kind of straight up, as you know, because, yeah. Uh, and it just seeing the kind hearts and the Haitian people toward, and uh, them obviously knowing that we were there to help them, still up on the roof nailing wood uh, side by side with me was a great sight to see. And I uh, can't wait to do it next year, uh, hopefully, and more years to come, and thank you. kids was really high and once you got off the bus they like ran right up to you and reached for your hand or something like that and all the girls really loved to play with your hair so everyone from our team um, would come back with like these braids or like ponytails or something and um, I would really love to do it again next year and it was a really amazing experience for me. Um, I taught um, at Pastor 
or I taught kids ministry at Pastor Mayday's church, which you saw on the slides. Um, we used basically the a very, uh, very similar to the VBS curriculum that we did this year uh, here at this church. Uh, thankfully, I have a sister that leads uh, the kids ministry here, so I was like, "What do I do?" And she, uh, and she, uh, she helped me out with some of that stuff. So, so I basically talked about the power of God the whole the whole week and what the power of God does in your life. And um, the the ministry to the kids was uh, was unbelievable. Uh, they they loved as we just talked about. They loved music. They loved dance. And then and we uh, Sonny who was here uh, led with tambourine and led singing um, and dancing and everything like that. And it was just it was an incredible time. In fact, on Tuesday I believe, which was the second day we were in the church working with that the kids specifically in kind of a VBS style thing. Um, we had just got done teaching uh, a, a group that we were with, and somehow, spontaneously, I'm sure Sunny started it because she, she is phenomenal with that, but suddenly we started dancing, singing, and then it was became this, we were running around in, in like a big circle and chanting and singing, and I'm telling you, if you've never experienced anything like that in a foreign culture with uh, a different language, and you could just feel and see the Holy Spirit moving, and and it, and it was incredible. And for me personally, it was one of the highlights of the whole trip. Um, uh, other ways, uh, actually, I also some hard things because, of course, you really should talk about the hard things because some of you are sitting out here thinking, I'm sure this, I'm sure different things were tough too. So, so yeah, some things were. One thing was that. You know, I got sick too at one point. Um, really hard to stay hydrated. I'm, I don't usually drink as much water as I should. So then you go to a place uh, like DR, uh, you need to drink a lot of water. So if you stayed on top of it and they always had water, you were fine. But I just naturally don't follow directions well. Um, <laughs> uh, also, another thing that I, I was just moved by was how well our whole group the entire group from all the different states in the country came together, about 30 of us, and how we all worked together. God really moved in this group and really used the talents and the skills of all of us to come together. And I, I would be there sometimes and just amazed at some of the ways that God was moving amongst us. Uh, so that was really cool. So lastly, I would just say, if you get a chance to go on a mission trip, especially international, go. And if you don't, but, but, you, but you are able to give uh, and help out somebody that does, please pray about it and give, and then also pray uh, as they're over, because, I mean, there is nothing like being firsthand on the ground in front of people that are different than you, but that have the love of Christ or that want the love of Christ, and to see, see it move among them is just incredible. So, um, yeah, thank you. First, I just want to say how wonderful it is to see so many of our mission team here. I wasn't really expecting this, a little more emotional than I thought. So this is Jeffrey and Sonny and Irene, they're local, and also our contingent from Doylestown, Sarah, Harrison, and Amelia. Uh, I feel like they're all friends and family now. I'm so glad they could all be here. I wanted to again thank everyone who enabled me to go on this trip. 
with uh, financial support, prayer support. I, um, it was pointed out to me that it was a bit of a, maybe an encouragement to others, so I should mention that I joined the team just this year, had a pretty eventful year last year, wasn't able to go, of course none of us were, but uh, I was a little bit concerned about raising the support and even not anxious to ask for support, but it was pointed out to me by good friends that it enabled people who couldn't go for whatever reason to be a part of the mission trip. So I thank you all for the prayer and for the uh, financial support. And once I sent out a letter, I received everything I needed in more than enough time. And Scott suggested that could be an encouragement to anyone else who has similar concerns perhaps wanted to go on a similar trip. Um, one of the things that was pointed out in those videos was the uh, fact that I was doing physical labor down there. I, was I the senior member? Is that, it really just reinforced what you all knew all along. Strong body, weak mind. So, and this is Jeffrey. I, uh, I served with my wife's son, uh, I just want to share that it was a blessing, one, to, to be able to work with my wife in serving the kingdom of God. It was a blessing to see her use her talents uh, that God given her. Uh, also, I uh, was part of the team that helped with the BBS, and that was a unique experience for me. Uh, like I said, it didn't go as planned. We, we prepared when we were here, but uh, when we got there, everything was different, uh, which, was, which was good. And uh, all I really want to say is, uh, I, my concern when I was there is, is always in my mind, is this, will this be a lasting work? You know, what, what are we doing with the kids? Will it do something in their lives? Will it change them? And the, the verse that came to mind was when Paul was talking in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 about uh, his role, that, that he, he planned to see the Paulus water and God gives the growth. So I, my, my thought was, yes, I don't know what's going to happen with these kids in their lives, uh, but I, I do know that we did this for God, and God will use that to, 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 to grow, make that grow in their lives, and I, I thank you for letting me share that. Thank you, everyone who shared. Uh, thank you, church, for praying for us, for supporting us financially. Uh, it was quite an expense. Um, you heard that a number of team members want to go again next year. I would like to go again next year, so we'll be calling upon you again probably next year. We'd love to have you join us. We need nurses. Um, we need, if, if you want to come, we can find a place for you to, uh, to contribute, to, to fit in. Uh, thank you for your support. Uh, the, the, just briefly, the, the importance of a mission trip in my life, and, and I've been on a few mission trips, is when, when you're driving around Southerton, you're doing your job, you're doing your, your Grace Bible Church ministry, um, you kind of, you can lose perspective. You, you go down there and see these kids, and you see everything that they don't have, that, that we do have, and it, it really just touches your, your, your heart. So like, you know, whenever I'm sitting in the drive-thru, Lane at Wendy's, and, and, and I think it's too long, and I have problems, and I can't, and, and, well, I mean, at least I'm getting a meal, and they would, they would love to have those kind of 
problems. So thank you again for your prayer and for your financial support. And, and uh, it was just a great blessing in our lives. Jack.